Hi guys, um, today we'll talk about the International Committee's response to the Putinization of the situation in Ukraine. Because as you know, some 12 months ago, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin of Russia, the evil Tsar, decided to cure the country's uh, post-communist inferiority complex with a new sense of delusions of grandeur in which Russia is willing to abandon the rest of its soft power arsenal and replace it with a desire to attain um, the Kremlin's political objectives and means necessary in the most Machiavellian manner by unleashing a full-scale war on a peaceful neighboring country. And by doing so, he replaced the last shreds of the westward-orientated political project of his predecessor with the so-called Ruski Mir, which probably comprises the worst elements of its national identity, a mixture of all Russian ideologies, the neo-imperialistic expansionist inclinations combined with the even the terrible uh, autocratic uh, ruthlessness, nostalgia for USSR, Putinism that fits on the examples of Joseph Stalin's cult of personality underpinned by the policy of a casually inflicted system of repression and indoctrination projected by media that remains in the hands of one man, Vladimir Putin. This ideology is strongly supported by the Alexander Dugin's Foundation of Geopolitics and his Euro-Neo-Euro-Asianist doctrine that suggests that Russia is destined to correct all of the historical acts of injustice inflicted upon it by ungrateful, erstwhile, brotherly nations that are, that are now misguided in the pro-Western attitudes. This ideology of contemporary Russism, also known as Russism, uh, is manifested in an openly anti-Western stance, supported by the ideas of the special civilizational mission of the Russian Federation that advocates embracing a special historical mission to reconquer the former imperial lands of the Soviet Union, just like the Brezhnev Doctrine, combined with the similar expansionist policy of imperial Russia itself, and just like Catherine the Great or Peter the Great quest to expand Russia's frontiers beyond the horizon, which was always supported by the theological and political ideas suggesting that Moscow is the third Rome, which is why it should unite all Slavs under its rule, even if they are not so excited about such prospects. The way the Russian army had conducted its operations in, Euro in Ukraine has reduced any chances of profound post-war reconciliation between the countries to almost zero, for the Russian army has increased its brutality during the, this conflict and utilized some of the most brutal counterinsurgency strategies developed in the previous operations in Chechnya, Georgia, Ukraine in 2014, and Syria. The crimes committed by Russian soldiers in Ukraine constitute a sobering reminder that the most brutal behavior can be still cynically weaponized for political purposes even in 21st century. A century that was expected to be more peaceful than ever before. So, so far, this involves inflicting on local populations of occupied territories indiscriminate crimes such as willful killings, some are executions, torture, gang rapes, and mass sexual assaults taking place at the gunpoint, 
gunpoint in a deliberate attempt to dehumanize, intimidate, and humiliate their victims and force them into submission. In most cases, it was the Ukrainian women who ended up exposed to this litany of war crimes and this despicable cruelties at the hands of both the Russian troops and the Russian-affiliated mercenaries hired to fight in Ukraine. Some of the most horrific examples of sexual violence against Ukrainian civilians include gang rapes inflicted on school children, girls and boys, or committed in front of the children and their family members during which the loved ones were forced to watch an act of sexual violence committed against a partner or a child, which will inevitably reinforce the post-traumatic stress disorder of those who experience these cruelties. 300 days passed since Russia invaded Ukraine, and still, despite this campaign accounts for a massive military and geostrategic blunder, and has caused reputational damage to the entire Russian Federation. Putin appears to be dead, determined to escalate his war in Ukraine with concern for neither civilian casualties nor Western sanctions. Putin looks determined to escalate this war for the decades to come, from, for from his perspective it is not about territorial land grab, it is about geopolitics. He knows that this organization does not like to admit new members that have not resolved their domestic conflicts and that is why he behaves like an unpredictable elephant in China shop in Ukraine to destabilize this country, to keep slowing the process of Kiev's integration with NATO, to turn the whole enterprise of admitting this country to the organization into an undesirable scenario. This is why we should apply a new neologism such as Putinization to our descriptions of Putin's actions in Ukraine. In so socio-political terms, Putinization of the situation in any given country would be explained by uh, as both official and unofficial attempts of Russian Federation aimed at restoring Russian domination and hegemony in Eastern Europe and Asia at any cost by instigating an unprecedented, unpredictable and uncontrollable series of very vicious events and war crimes, most uh, likely producing a river of micro cat massacres, as we have witnessed in Bucha, Irpin, Mariupol, Kherson and other places in Ukraine, aimed and at intimidating local populations to cause an ultimate disintegration of a broader political unit and its abrupt replacement with several political units and the subsequent annexation of those territories into the Russian Federation and the false pretenses of the alleged pre-existence of some previously unspecified and unverifiable political will to join the Russian Federation declared by the alleged majority of Russian-speaking people inhabiting these territories. The bottom line is that Russia is one of the UN Security Council's uh, permanent member states and should be doing its very best to protect global peace and security. Peaceful resolve conflicts at the negotiation tables and most certainly not embrace the opposites of these policies. This means that without the harsh punishment of the perpetrators of crimes committed in Ukraine, any future Russian leader is likely to resort to the same strategy of Putinization and apply it against other peaceful nations in the future. 
they would simply assume that they can apply it with impunity. The same impunity that Putin enjoyed over the last 22 years. The notion that everything is permitted for Russia as far as international relations are concerned sounds too good to be true. Yet it is the main geostrategic premise of the Putin doctrine. For empowered by limitations of the current status quo, the future leaders of Russia would be likely co to continue to inflict Russia's neo-imperialist policies on neighboring states in the future. Therefore, we need to be very careful and rational in our response to this problem. If we wish to find a meaningful solution to the, to the current situation, in ma uh, it must be systemic and it has to be implemented within the UN-backed security system. That is why I encourage every decision makers in, or in this organization to consider adopting a Putin lex that would clearly state that UN Security Council permanent member state who actively engages in a military campaign against an independent country automatically loses their place in the UN Security Council table until an independent international tribunal clears them of the charge of the violation of this principle uh, and the principle of state sovereignty for a minimum of um, 25 years. Under such circumstances, once Russia is relieved of its UN Security Council uh, permanent seat, the Russian war machine could be stopped by all legal means necessary. That mean they may sound like a political science fiction now, but we can achieve this if we persuade Britain, the US, France, China and the rest of the world to act together to reform the UN Security Council. Alternatively, we could always try to persuade the future Russian leaders to stop acting like a dangerous and disingenuous permanent five-member state. The question remains as to whether the International Committee has the courage to reform the UN-based security system so we can use the gathered evidence of obvious war crimes to bring responsible parties to justice. Or if we embrace the same, de same delusive politics as usual, in endless deliberation that uh, end when the UN Security Council permanent member state vetoes a, permanent, a perfectly drafted resolution that could bring us closer to some progress. What do you think guys? Please leave your comment below this vlog. Thank you for your attention and have a lovely day.